All right, good morning. Happy Sunday morning to everybody. It's so good to see all of you here. If you want to find your way to your seat, we want to thank everyone who's tuning in online. Thank you so much for joining us. We're glad to have you worshiping with us online and in person. Amen. Happy New Year again. New Year. Hopefully it can be a new you, but how many of you are glad it's the same God? Amen. Jesus said, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, got a clap. Hallelujah. It's going to be a good day. Amen. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for all that you've done, for all that you're going to continue to do. Lord, we just give you this. This is the day that you have made. Lord, we want to rejoice and be glad in it. And we give it to you, Lord. Speak to us. Have your will and your way in our hearts and in our lives today. Lord, we want to be more like you. I just thank you for everyone that has come out on this brisk January morning. Lord, we're so thankful that all of the promises of God are ours. That every, Lord, that you are in control, seated high above the earth. And so, Lord, we honor you. We worship you today. And we just want to acknowledge, Lord, 2023. Lord, we want, to, we want you to do above and beyond all that we can ask or think in us and through us, through Antioch. Lord, this is your church. We want you to start a move in us. We want you to do something in us, oh God, so that you get all the glory, so that you can, so that you can display your glorious majesty, your grace through us. Lord, we're so thankful for all that you've done. We pray that you will receive our praise. We pray that our hearts will be open. Oh, we thank you for the grace and forgiveness that we have through Christ. As we remember what you did for us on the cross, Lord, help us to remember that we're, we need to carry that cross daily. We love you, Lord. We worship you. In Jesus' name, we pray all these things. All God's people said, amen. Let's worship together. The Spirit and the Bride say, come. Oh, touch every heart right now, Lord. Touch every mind right now. Prepare our hearts. Prepare our hearts for your word. Amen. Are you ready for the word this morning? Come on now. Look at your neighbor and say, are you ready for the word? Romans chapter 8. Bring the lights up. We'll... I'm so glad that God's word is enough. Amen. Man, I love his word. Romans chapter 8. This has got to be. I'm telling you right now, I get excited about Romans chapter 8. Amen? You can't stop in Romans chapter 7. That's pretty depressing. You know what I mean? Oh, we're so powerless. We can't do anything good in our flesh apart from God. Amen? But now there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Somebody better get excited about Romans chapter 8. This is, this is where we're living now. Amen. Thank you so much for standing to honor the Word of God. Let's start in Romans chapter 8. It says, Therefore, no condemnation now exists for those in Christ Jesus. That's so nice, I'm going to read it twice. Amen. Therefore, no condemnation. Somebody say no. no. One of the most powerful words in the English language. Amen. No condemnation now exists for those in Christ Jesus because the Spirit's law of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. What the law could not do since it was limited by the flesh, God did. That's a good place to say amen. 
He condemns sin in the flesh by sending his own son in flesh like ours under sin's domain as a sin offering in order that the law's requirement would be accomplished in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh, think about the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, about the things of the Spirit. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the Spirit is life and peace. For the mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit itself to God's law, for it's unable to do so. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh. Oh, come on, somebody. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God lives in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Heavenly Father, help us to remember we got to set our mind on things above. But help us to remember, Lord, we're living according to a new law, the law of the Spirit in Christ Jesus. But we're not defined by the law of sin and death, where everything else is breaking down and decaying and it's rotten and it's unholy and it's unworthy. Well, we don't live according to that law anymore. There has been a change that has happened in our mind, in our body, and in our spirit because God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, has brought us to life in Christ. And now we have new life. We have fulfilling life, satisfying life, life more abundantly in Christ. Lord, remind some of us of that. Some of us have walked in here and we're sitting in here, we're standing in here right now, and our mind is not set on you. Lord, get our mind right this morning. Help us to remember, oh God, we have been bought with a price. Lord, I pray you will renew the mind according to your word. Holy Spirit, come. Anoint your word, Lord. Let it change us and challenge us and help us to remember. No challenge, no change. If it doesn't step on our toes, it'll never work in our heart. So, Lord, give us steel-toed boots. In the spirit this morning, give us a backbone of iron. In the spirit this morning, help us, oh Lord. This is not about getting our feelings hurt. This is about getting our faith, faith lifted. Come on, somebody. Lord, you need to do something in this place right now that we cannot do. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad that what I was unable to do in my dead, stinking, rotten flesh, God, you did it. You went all the way. You obeyed perfectly. You lived the life that I couldn't live. You died a death that you didn't deserve for me. Lord, help us to remember these glorious truths. Help us to remember, this is the doctrine that governs our lives. I don't care what CNN says. I don't care what Facebook says. But we want to know what your word says. Because all of your promises are yes and amen. And Oh, I'm going to preach myself happy this morning. Y'all just stand there for a minute. I'm saying right now, I'm a new creation in Christ. The old has passed away. And all things have become new. Lord, tell our mind to remind our face. <laughs> tell our mind to remind our body. 
Lord, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. My body's not just a temple, it's your temple. Oh, hallelujah. Speak to us, Father. And all God's people said, Amen. I'm here to tell you, ain't nothing better than that right there. Amen. When God's Spirit starts moving in you and on you and through you, come on, somebody. We're starting a new mini-series called Life in the Spirit, four parts. In Romans chapter 8, broke it down to four messages. This one, on the first nine verses, I titled New Life. Next week, we're going to talk about a new way of life. Come on, somebody. A new life should result in a new way of life. Some of us need to remember. After that, we're going to talk about moving from groans to glory. Amen. I don't know about you this morning. When I woke up, but that alarm went off at 4 a.m., I I was groaning just a little bit. Had to get back into the swing of things. Amen. Spoiled me two weeks of one service. It was great, wasn't it? We want to get back to one service. Hey, all we got to do is raise the money and build the building. Amen. Amen. All right, let's jump back into here. Romans. The most amazing chapters in the Bible. I love Romans chapter 8. You need to understand something. When you were born again, when you were saved, when you confessed Jesus Christ as Lord, when you repented of your sins, the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, brings you to life and then he indwells you. The Holy Spirit makes Christ alive in you. You have Jesus in you because God's Spirit is in you when you're saved. Amen? Amen. And that Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, gives us new life. And from that moment on, all of the fruits of the Spirit that are listed out in Galatians chapter 5, all the fruits of the Spirit start to take form and they start to take shape in you. And we talk different and we walk different. And when we don't, we feel God's conviction that we should walk different and talk different. Amen? Amen. Romans chapter 8, Paul is spelling out the new reality for the Christian. We live by a new law. New law, point number one. We have a new mind. That's point number two. And we have new life. That's point number three. New law. In other words, there is a new sheriff in town. Amen. Amen. Chapter 7, Paul was pretty discouraged, wasn't he? Oh, wretched man that I am, who will save me from this body of death? And then he says, but thanks be to God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Paul was de-stressed and he was depressed because of the seemingly endless, unwinnable battle against his flesh and the sinful nature. And I don't know about you, but there's a lot of times in my life I feel like I'm still in Romans chapter 7. That's why you can't stop there. In Romans chapter 8, Paul turns all of his attention away from his weakness and he puts it on God's strength. Amen? In chapter 7, all Paul could see was his defeat, but in chapter 8, all Paul sees is Christ's victory and the new life in the Spirit. This morning, there is new life in Jesus Christ, and that new life includes the hope of eternal life. And I hope that all of us in this new year will experience a greater measure of that new life this morning. New law, Paul opens verse 1 with a therefore, and you should know by now, when you come across a therefore in your Bible, you need to read back and find out what's the therefore, therefore, right? That's how we study the Bible. We ain't pulling something up out and isolate. We're not isogeting this morning. We are exegeting this morning. Amen. Amen. Therefore, in other words, 
There is now no condemnation. Why? Because of what Jesus has done. Because we have been justified by faith in Christ. Because Romans chapter 5, verse 8, God demonstrated his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And now, Romans chapter 6, sin shall not have dominion over you. Amen. 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 Therefore, because of what God has done, no condemnation exists for those in Christ. Some of y'all need to remind yourself of that right there, right now. Devil's been on you all week trying to make you feel guilty for sins that Jesus Christ already paid for. There is no condemnation. It does not exist. It's it's nowhere to be found. If somebody went up to God right now and said, I need to recall all the sins that John Farmer committed right before the new year, you know what God would have to say? I'm sorry, we don't remember. (laughs) We cast that into the sea of forgetfulness back in 2022, amen? It does not exist. No condemnation. The law cannot condemn you. The law cannot control you. You have a new law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. You do not have to face the wrath of God. You do not have to face the judgment of God. When you put your faith and trust in Jesus, your your righteousness is filthy rags. God washes your sins away and clothes you in the righteousness of Christ. Man, that's some good news. We're free from the penalty of sin. We will not be judged in front of the great white throne on judgment day because when the Father looks at us, he sees that we have been covered by Jesus. We are in Christ, your life, your identity, your destiny is defined and detailed by Jesus. That's the new law. That's the new reality. You don't have to worry about keeping that Old Testament law. There was so much good in it. The law of God was perfect. The problem is is we aren't. So God came down. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And I love what Paul says. He makes a very good distinction here. Because he said that he sent, God sent his own son in the flesh like ours. <laughs> I'm so glad Jesus was not born of the seed of Adam. He was born of the seed of God. Amen. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. He, he lived among us as a man, but he was sinless. He went to the cross and he paid the perfect sacrifice as our substitute. Amen. He was offered up as the propitiation, a big theological word that nobody uses, but everybody needs. <laughs> he died in your place. Amen. Your sin required a payment. And here's the thing. You were overdrawn. Your debit card wouldn't work. All your credit cards are maxed out. You couldn't take out another loan on your house. You are in foreclosure. You were done. And God said, I'll foot the bill. That's what Jesus did for you. There's a new law. The law of sin and death is so clearly seen at work in the world. The law of sin and death is what causes all decay, all disease, and it is responsible for all evil. And it's clearly seen in our world in our world today. Walk out this beautiful building and take a left and just walk right around the chapel and you know what you'll see over there? Cemetery. You know why we need a cemetery? Cuz all of us going to die. Amen. Everybody dies. You know why? Cuz the law of sin and death's in the world. And the wages of sin is death. The man's rebellion against God brought sin into the world, and that sin put everybody under a curse. But Jesus Christ took it for us, as the Bible says, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree, and Jesus broke that curse, and now the law of sin and death does not have any dominion over you. The new law has set us free from all that. Sin has condemned everyone and sentenced them all to death. But for the believer, a new law has set us free. 
We have eternal life in Jesus and all of our sins are forever forgiven. I love that new phrase. The Lord just put it on my heart this week. Forever forgiven. I like that. You know why? Because I needed forgiveness yesterday. And can I tell you something else? I know as sure as I'm standing behind a wood pulpit, I'm going to need forgiveness today. And I'll tell you something else. I know for sure as we are at 4422 Antioch Road, Dave Vogt's going to need some forgiveness tomorrow. He might need it from you. And I'm so glad that I got it from God. Paul mentions the law of sin and death. He's talking about the power of sin, which results in death. Then he mentions the law of Moses. Now, again, the law of Moses was perfect, but we are not. We can't keep the law of God in our flesh. We are unable to keep God's requirements. So the law condemns us and we are guilty. Here's the thing with the law of Moses. It detected sin, it detailed and defined sin, but it was powerless to defeat sin. It detailed it, it defined it, It detects it in all of us. This is wrong. You're lusting. You're angry. You're bitter. You're greedy. (laughs) Some of y'all stingy. Come on now. God loves a cheerful giver. Pass that offering plate one more time, Bubby. Get it back out. Right? That's what the law does. It detects it. It defines it. It tells us. And that we have a problem with that sometimes because we're reading the word and we come across something like I did just this week. I was reading Philippians chapter two and it says, don't look out for your own interests, but put others in front of yourself. And I said, oh, that hurts me a little bit. Because you know why? Because I love me some me. And so do you. You love you some you. And the law points that out to us. I'm a dirty, rotten, no good scoundrel. But I'm so glad, I'm so glad for verse 3 because what the law could not do, God did. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Aren't you glad that when you were whipped and worn out and tired and beaten and defeated and depressed and anxious and worry-filled, aren't you glad that God did something for you that you could not do for yourself? Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. He saved us. Jesus came, born of a virgin, lived in the flesh lived a sinless life, fulfilled God's righteous law and requirement, and offered himself on the cross in our place. And now because Jesus fulfilled God's law, we get to live with a new law, the law of spirit, the spirit's law of life. That law changes the way we walk. We no longer walk according to the flesh. God told me to remind some dearly beloved brothers and sisters, you no longer walk according to the flesh. Your life is not dictated and run by your emotions. It shouldn't be. Some of you, it is, but we're working on that. That's why you're here, right? (laughs) Praise God. You're in the right place to fix it, amen? We're not driven by every whim and lustful desire of our flesh. Every desire that we have, you know, sometimes those old sinful desires come back up and try to pull us back. We no longer walk according to the flesh. Now we walk according to the Spirit, So we have a new law. We live for Jesus. We follow Jesus. We walk with Jesus and we obey Jesus. That's what that means. What does it mean to walk according to the spirit? We follow Jesus. We live for Jesus. We honor Jesus. We worship Jesus. We obey Jesus. Since we have that new law, we've also been given a new mind. And since you have a new mind, you have a new mindset. That's part of repentance. Half of repentance is a new direction. But if you just turn and start walking in a new direction, but you don't have a new mindset, you're not going to be in repentance for very long. See, true repentance is a change in direction. It's also a change in mindset. I look at sin differently now. I see my neighbor differently now. I see other people, other Christians as brothers and sisters, not people that just get on my nerves and tick us off. Although, come on, somebody, sometimes your brothers and sisters do that too. But I have a new mindset. 
I, I'm living for heaven. I'm living for God. I'm not living for myself. I'm not, I'm not freaking out every time something comes up or the washing machine breaks or the heat pump goes out or the roof needs to re be replaced. Although in the last month, all of that has happened to me. <laughs> you know what I say? You know what? God's going to take care of it. And thank God, I got, man, there's some really good people in this church that helped you take care of things like that. We see things differently now because we're directed by the Holy Spirit. Praise God, got a personal trainer trying to kill me every week, but it's for my good. <laughs> Come on, Miss Tony. It's good for me. I have to have a new mindset. I have to see things differently now because I'm directed by the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Colossians chapter 3 says, since you have been raised with the Messiah, seek what is above where the Messiah is and seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on what is above, not on what is on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when the Messiah, who is your life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. When Christ comes back, your true self will be revealed. You will have a new body. I'm so excited about a new body. You know what? We can get jump straight. I heard an amen on that one. Amen. <laughs> Cracking and creaking every time you get up out of the chair. It sounds like someone stepped on bubble wrap. I mean, that's the way it is. But hey, you know what? That new body is coming. But you know what God wants you to have right now? New mind. Amen. First Corinthians chapter two said, Paul says this, you have the mind of Christ. Where is your mind at? Can I ask you just a simple question this morning? Where's your head at? What are you thinking on? I mean, what are you meditating on? What are you dwelling on? What is occupying your mind? Because you know where that battle starts right here. You know where Christ has to rule? We talk about asking Jesus into our heart, praise God. You know what? We need to have Jesus ruling right here, Amen. right here in the mind. This is where the battle is. This is where the attacks come. This is where we have to receive and accept and live according to the promises of God and not according to the whims of the culture. We have to think from a new position. Our new mind agrees with God. We affirm what he affirms and we depend upon him. That's how we live by the Holy Spirit. We got to set our mind on things above. I love it because you got to set it. Amen. And it's not like that old infomercial where you can just set it and forget it. You can't do that. You got to set it. And then you know what you have to do? You have to reset it and reset it. Paul's going to tell us in a, in a few chapters that we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So we have a new mind, but you know what? We got to keep renewing it. We got to remind ourselves. We have stopped. I love 2 Corinthians 5.16 because it comes before first, 2 Corinthians 5.17, and everybody loves to quote 2 Corinthians 5.17, and boy, it's a powerful verse, and I'm going to quote it before I'm done. But 2 Corinthians 5.16 says this, we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. Have you stopped? Or do you still look at that person and think, oh, we don't want that kind of person in this church? Or there's no way God can do anything in that person. There's no way. We don't want to be associated with those types of people. Let me tell you something. If you're thinking that way, you are thinking more like the devil than you are like Jesus. Amen. We got a new mindset. We no longer evaluate. And then Paul says, we used to, we used to at one time think of Christ from merely a human point of view, but how differently we know him now. Amen. I always think about this. See, the disciple, we, we have a hard time thinking about Jesus as a man. The disciples had to reckon with the fact that Jesus wasn't just a man, that he was God. Can you imagine as they're coming to this realization? They lived with him. They walked with him. They were with him. But at some point, Peter looked at him and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. 
And when you have that realization, everything else has to change. How are you looking at people? From a human point of view? Because that's not where your mind needs to be. You've got to set your mind on things above where Christ is. You know why? Because that's where all the good stuff is. Amen? And that's where your true life is. That's where you realize that all these people with con are confused about their gender. All these people confused about their identity. You know what they need to do? They need to set their mind on things above. God will tell you exactly who you are. Amen. God will tell you who to love, and he will tell you how to love. God will tell you how to honor him with your body, with your mind, with your soul, and with your spirit. But you got to renew that mind. you got a new mind, somebody. We have the mind of Christ. You've got to stop throwing that pity party. Come on now. you got to stop talking all that defeat. you got to stop agreeing with the devil. Oh, I'm worn out. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, I'll never have any fun. I'll never fit in no matter where I go. I'm always the odd person out. No one really likes me or accepts me. Stop agreeing with the devil. You are a new creation in Christ. You got a new mind. Let God rule right here. Get your mind right. You know what I think I'm going to start doing? This is going to get on everybody's nerves, but I don't care. When I hear you talking that old talk, when I hear that, oh, woe is me, I'm telling you what, you know why I had to get off Facebook? I was getting worn out by watching how worn out some of you are. I had to get off it. I read you posts, and I'm like, great day now. I'm starting to hurt. I'm starting to slow down. I'm starting to feel bad. Woe is me. I had to get off of it. Couldn't stand seeing all the defeats. Stop walking and talking in defeat. We're victorious in Christ Jesus. Stop throwing that pity part. Stop living in that pit. You, gotta, you have got to realize who you are in Jesus. When I start hearing that old talk and when I start seeing that new walk, this is all I'm going to do. I'm going to look at you. I'm going to go, new mind. <laughs> start doing it. Amen. Start doing it. New mind. And you know what? When, when my wife sees me walking around fussing and cussing and saying, yes, yeah, sometimes the preacher does cuss. Lord, forgive me. I love Jesus, but I cuss a little bit. I'm working on it. I'm, sanct I'm being sanctified. Amen. Only one good, wholesome talk to come out of my mouth. Amen. I'm walking around cussing and fussing. Oh, nobody else does anything around here. i got to do it all myself. My wife's going to look at me and say, honey, new mind. Because it ain't true anyway. Oh, man, I heard a lot of chatter on that with that. Uh, we need to help each other out. We need to hear. When we hear one another talking all doomy and gloomy, man, and it's like it's not a competition on whose life is worse. We know that. There is no prize. Listen to me. There is no, there, nobody is giving out a trophy to say, congratulations, you're the most miserable person on the planet. You won. There ain't no trophy for that. When you hear that doom, and listen, new mind, new mind. Look at your neighbor right now and say, new mind. Now look at the other neighbor that you just ignored and say, new mind. All right? I'm exhausted by all that defeated talk. We have a new mind. And the mindset of the spirit, I love this. He says, the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. Life and peace. Is that your mindset? Are you seeing abundant, fulfilling, breathtaking life in your life today? That's the life that Christ is talking about. Do you have the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding? Do you have a peace that just don't make no sense when everything else is falling and crashing and burning around you? And you say, I'm going to be all right. God's got this. Do you have that peace? Because Jesus died to make sure that you have it. And we, we, we're told, we're commanded, don't be anxious. 
about anything. Don't you love it when the Bible gives you a command? You're like, there's no way I can do that. That is the point. You cannot do it. But can I tell you something? God's already done it. And he wants to work it through you. Don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. And you know what the Bible promises you? It says, then the peace of God, which surpasses human understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. This is what that literally means. That means that God is going to post up and he is going to patrol your heart and your mind. Now, we like that on Sunday morning. Guarding my heart and mind. But tomorrow, when you want to cut somebody out, you want to break bad on somebody, you want to go redneck or hood on somebody, you, your, your mind is not going to like that. The Holy Spirit's going to be there saying, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Watch your step. You're about to step in it. See, we got to walk in it all the time, don't we? We got to live in it. In Him, we live and we move and we have our being. Do you understand that? That's in Christ. We need to let God rule. We got to help each other. I, I, I want to remind us this morning, if we're spiraling out of control every time something goes wrong, we got a problem right here. We got a problem right here. You know, you know what fixes the problem right here? This word. You've got to let God's word rewrite your personality. Rewrite your soul. You got to let him sanctify you. Because I want that determination. There's a righteous anger. There's, I, I, you got to let God work on that, sanctify that. There should be things in our lives that, that where something rises up and say, I'm not going to tolerate this any longer, but you should be thinking that way towards sin, not towards your brother or sister in Christ. We got to let him work. We live by a new law. There's a new sheriff in town. His name is Jesus. We have a new, li- we have a new mind and we have a new life. I want the worship team to come. I'm going to land this plane right here. New life. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Aren't you glad you couldn't afford it? Aren't you glad God gave it to you? Yes, amen. You could spend everything you have. You never even getting close to paying the price of admission. God gave it to you for free. The Holy Spirit says, all who are thirsty, you, 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 if, you're, if you're looking for fulfillment, if you're looking for acceptance, if you're looking for love, why don't you come to the altar and receive it? Christ died for you to make sure you have new life. And it's coming in heaven. The kingdom is coming, but I'm here to tell you, he wants you to start having it right now, right here in this building. Something can start and switch in your mind. All you got to do is say, Lord Jesus, I surrender to you. You're watching at home, wherever you're doing, put it down. Whatever you're in the kitchen, put it down. Pay attention to me right now for a few minutes. Jesus Christ wants you to have new, abundant life. We got to receive it. And then after we receive it, we have to walk in it. Amen? We no longer walk according to the flesh. Now we walk according to the, according to the Spirit. Now we read 1 Corinthians 5.16, and I love it. We have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know Him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. Has that new life began for you today? You want to talk about new year, new you? Why don't you start off with refreshing your walk with Jesus? There are some saints of God in here. You've been following God for a long time, but your mind has reverted back to old patterns of thinking. 
your life is slipping back. God needs you to get up. He needs you to come to Him. He needs you to respond to Him. And you need to let Him renew you this morning so that you can go out and do what you were created to do, and that's live for Him, not for you. There's some people, maybe there's someone here, you just came with a friend, you just, you just walked in, you didn't know what, what to expect or what to expect. I'm, I'm here to tell you, God prepared this moment for you. He wants to give you new life. He wants to take your sin and He wants to give you salvation. This next part of the sermon, this part right here, this part's for you. I've done my part. Worship team's doing their job. Sound man, security team, video team, they, they're doing their job. It's time for you to respond to the Lord. Don't stay seated when you know you need a new mindset. Don't give a rip about what anybody in this room thinks about you. God wants to give you something today that nobody else in this room, nobody else on this planet can give you. It's called new life. It's life everlasting. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. And this is what I know. You won't get it if you stay where you're at. But if you'll come to Jesus, there's some of us, we've been in some old patterns for a long time, and it's time to repent today. It's time to change our life today by letting God change us. Then verse 9 can apply. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit since the Spirit of God lives in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. If you don't have it this morning, come and get it. God's got a new law, a new mind, and new life for you. The question is, will you receive it? Let's stand together and sing. If you need to come this morning, let's come. Therefore, no condemnation now exists for those in Christ Jesus because the Spirit's law of life in Christ has set you free from the law of sin and death. Let's go walk in that freedom, amen? Praise God. Let's go in the peace and joy of the Lord, amen? We got a new law, we got a new mind, and we got a new life, amen? Let's walk in it. Heavenly Father, I praise you and thank you for speaking to us today. Thank you for challenging us today. Lord, keep the youth safe as they're coming home. We thank you for the way you've impacted them this weekend. Help them, oh God, to walk in a holy way in an unholy world by the power of your word and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Help us all as we go to set our mind on things above. Help us to remember, God, Help us to remember, Lord, you changed everything when you rose from the grave. Help us to have that new life. Help us to walk in it. Continue to renew our mind and our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in the peace and life of the Lord.